Welcome to Damage Boost. Today we're talking Dying Light, so let's jump into it. Brock Holiday, and today we're going to talk about Dying Light, and it it's probably one of my favorite games of all time, and I decided that we need to bring in a guest who not only knows video games, but knows story, and 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 I would argue cinema pretty well, so I brought in D-Pad Gamer. How are you doing? I'm good. That is... I mean, I know you're the glorious Brock Holiday, but that was a pretty glorious introduction. I wasn't expecting that. Um, well, they should check out your your new channel. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, well, I forget the exact name of it. So yeah, it's a new channel I've been working on where I talk about uh, media, and it's just a place for me to talk about movies and TV show called Consume Content. I recently got the custom URL, so I can actually like link to it rather than a bunch of random letters. But yeah, um, but but there it's TV movies. Here it's Dying Light One, specifically Dying Light One. I have played the Dying Light Two, which came out recently. But you haven't played it, I have and not. I won't be spoiling it. But I will say I don't like it that much. But if if anything else, it makes me go back and appreciate Dying Light One that much more. So expect a lot of praise for the first game here. And, and for I'm trying to jump in the way back machine for Dying Light One. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it having hype, like it being a game that was like, you need to get this. I got it probably a year or even two years after release because. I saw that it was a uh, multiplayer co-op for the campaign, and mm-hmm. it looked kind of interesting because this dude's climbing these buildings and drop-kicking zombies, mm-hmm. and that was the extent of me trying it out. I didn't really get sold on it. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so I think I was a bit hyped for it because um, I... So so some, some background information. It, it was developed by Techland, and mm-hmm. Techland made a number of games, but... Uh, specific to this is that they made um, Dead Island in 2011, which sort of really sucked. Um, it had Whoa. a really, really, really cool trailer where it was like, uh, I think it was, it was all in reverse, and it was like a dude falling out of a building, and it comes back to like... With his family. With his family, and it's basically like they were, say, on a vacation, I don't know if the, it was a location, but like Hawaii or something like that, uh, some sort of tropical island, and everything went wrong zombie apocalypse and it has the kind of um uh melee combats and looting and whatnot that we would eventually see in dying light one and you know weapon design but it just didn't quite nail it it had a bunch of bugs and i think it let down a number of people but that was 2011 and then a few years later they had dying light riptide which i think was received a little bit uh, better dead island um dead island riptide Sorry. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Sorry, there's a dying light. Yeah, he's a dying light. Oh my bad. Yeah, Dead Island Riptide in 2013, and then two years later is when they actually had Dying Light itself, and that one was like, okay, so they still have the zombies, but they're making it more parkour, uh, more actiony, and like I was actually pretty excited for it, and I played it on release. Um, never ended up playing a few of the DLCs, but there were a few really good ones, uh, and all, all like the game's really really solid it still holds up and I, I still would even suggest it these days especially because 
it was a, a PS4, Xbox One sort of game, so you can get it for pretty cheap, and the amount of content and gameplay there is just, like, such a great I, deal these days. I think you can get the entire game and all the DLC, all the weapons, packs, everything for $30. That's, yeah, that sounds about right. It's, uh... I'm checking on Steam. Uh, uh, but, yeah, what? it... Go ahead. Oh, it looks like, yeah, you can get the Dying Light Enhanced Edition, which is uh, the base game uh, crash test bundle, um, the season pass and all that for 30 bucks. but then uh, for 20 extra, you can get a bunch of extra random crap um, as, like, the Platinum Edition. Not to say you need that, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think it ended up being a really fun game because... Like, we've played zombie stuff. I, I've, I've played zombie stuff. But a lot of the zombie games, it's not so much about... Uh, like, they try to put an emphasis on escaping the zombies. But you just, like, sort of run down corridors. Or, like, hide behind walls or, or doors, you know? Always just point A to point E. Point B on somewhat of a narrow path, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And I think of... I mean, there's been some really cool ones. I think one that comes to mind is... Uh, Dead Rising, how it's sort of like a playground with zombies. Yep. And I think it's cool because zombies are like, <laughs> they're, they're they're just like they could be just punching bags essentially. Uh, obviously, there's more of a uh, there can be more of a moral or ethical sort of quandary there. Um, they could be but, as serious or as dumb as you want them to be. It's a yeah. good you can move that meter based off your story, so they're a good backdrop to have. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dying Light 1 is really cool. Uh, I, I should probably give a bit of context of, like, the sort of plot. Not, like, the whole thing, just, like, the setup, so... Before we jump into that, can I... Can oh, I, yeah. I, I got a couple comments on your Dead Island, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, the, the trailer you mentioned, too, uh, if you... If anybody has a chance, go look, on, look it up on YouTube. I've heard a lot of people say it's the, like, single greatest video game, like, teaser trailer of all time. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's insanely well done. Uh, but Dying Light, or not Dying Light, um, Dead Island 1, you didn't mention that it has the single greatest song and intro <laughs> oh. ever. The, the voodoo, who do you voodoo, bitch? It's the greatest song in the entire world, and it fucking slaps to this day. You say that, and I think on it, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I can't think of that song. I'm sure who if do I... Who voodoo, bitch? It's one of these, uh, the, the rapper guy you can play as in the game. It's what he's singing, and you're the character you play as in the intro. Who it turns out to be infected, or the POV you have in the intro, as you kind of meet all the characters, like the guy they think's drunk. He gets oh, on stage. okay, yeah. That's the song he's singing. Oh, that. Okay, I looked it up. I I just blanked this out of my memory. I totally forgot. It's but... so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who voices him. Are you old enough to watch Mad TV? I I. Right now I'm allowed, yeah, but no, no, I didn't. I didn't watch it growing up at all. Oh, so you don't know like the guy who did the UPS driver bit and all that? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, well, he he does the voice for that that character, so I always thought okay. that was kind of cool. That that reminded me though, um, because because the character is Sam B, right? Yeah. Um, well, my name's Sam, but also uh, Dying, Dead Island compared to Dying Light one and two and all that. Um, they were sort of going also for a bit of a Left for Dead aesthetic. In terms mm -hmm. of having, like, four main characters, each with their own sort of personalities and for the co-op sort of stuff. And I think it's cool, but I like where they went with Dying uh, with Dying Light, where it's a protagonist 
Um, and then you have some interesting side characters that are there, but like you're just sort of in there alone. Yeah, and I think it, it, and they wanted they wanted to keep the four players allowed, and I, I'm cool with just doing the Halo style where there's just four of you, and that's okay. Like, no, it doesn't take you out of the immersion of the story. Oh, you, you know? mean they're just like three other generic white guys that yep. like also have your same voice? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think on. I think it works. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that it, dude. That reveal trailer was so good. The 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 jump I think between the games too. Uh, one I want to say, too, and I don't know how you feel about it. The way they uh, end uh, Dead Island Riptide, mm-hmm. and like hint at what happens to the characters. I fucking hated. So fucking dumb. I don't even remember. Uh, that... Can I spoil it? You I don't. I don't it? mind. Um, Spoilers so this for is... Riptide. Yeah, go and ahead. So they get to escape. They get on this boat. And they 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 think that they're immune. Uh, that they're one of the lucky ones who just can't get this virus. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go inside the boat, and it sounds like they're all turning at the very end, and they're all actually just dead. So after two games, everyone's just fucking dead. And I hate that. It just feels so pointless. Oh, that's lame. When they're supposed to be, yeah, it just fucking it made me ir- very very irritated. I didn't like that. But what? Because uh, my buddy and I, who I uh, Moser, who I usually play mostly like co-op games with mm-hmm. we loved dead island uh the first one we actually only played through the second one once but um we played uh through dying light then we went back to try dead island just for the fun of it and it was it's almost unplayable because it is so slow paced compared mm-hmm. to what uh dying light is too. Yeah, because it had the combat and all that, but none of the parkour or mobility, so you just sort of walk around and slap stuff. And it's 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 slow. Like, it just takes forever to get places. Yeah. Uh, but, and the characters are interesting, the main ones, but the side characters aren't. But what makes this, what makes Dying Light great is from moment one, like, the story is incredible. Like, the cinematics where uh, Crane's in the plane, you hear all the sounds... Uh, you, you get the even you get the intro of the game, mm-hmm. uh, kind of before. Actually, do you want to give a quick summary before we start talking about the actual game? Yeah, yeah. So, so in Dying Light, uh, you play as um, Kyle Crane, generic white dude <laughs> with uh, short, or if not like totally no hair. Um, I think it's but, like a buzz cut. He, he's like thirty other different characters, like uh, from Infamous and Chris, a bunch Chris others. Redfield, kind yeah, of they, looking. They just look like Same voice actor too. Hey, that's 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 protagonist uh that's that's hero protagonist over there. Yeah. Um <laughs> but basically he's working with the GRE um I forget what that stands for. Global and relief effort, I believe, right? There you go. And and they're trying to combat a virus that has that has uh broken out in the city of Haran. Um And the virus which, is just called the Haran virus too. Yeah. Um and the, and the city of Haran is located in Turkey. I thought it was elsewhere, but you corrected me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I'm clicking through to try to find where I was at. I, I lost my place. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, while you're looking through that, I'll just... When they're introducing this, they have like a news report as you, in the uh, startup menu. So mm-hmm. you kind of get a feel for what's going on. And, and as you're learning that you are the GRE, it pops up on your little HUD, the lady that's in your ear... It's mm-hmm. telling you, like, you know, all right, heads up, this is what you're doing, you need to get in there, and you jump out of a fucking plane. And yeah. Like, it's, they don't waste any time. It is, boom, you are into this fucking shit. Yeah, I, th- I think it's cool, because in Dying Light 1, you 
you're dropping into Haran. It is obviously full of infected, and there's a bunch of survivors just trying to um, make it. And I think there's also isn't there a faction of of like bandits and whatnot just like yes, do their uh, own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you're falling into this, but the, the outside world is still intact. There, like this is it. Like there's been an outbreak, but it has not yet completely escaped. So you not only have the danger of the zombies, the danger of not being able to survive, uh, but also like that looming threat of like if you fail, like like if you fail. Uh, your mission to get the, I think the important information, whatever. The document. Uh, yeah. Then that basically dooms everyone else. Um, so I think it, it, like in terms of setting up the stakes, there are a lot. And yeah, you fall in uh, in a parachute. You, you land pretty quick. I was actually surprised looking at the cutscene. I was like, that doesn't look like a safe <laughs> speed. Uh, but you, uh, you get like stuck on a building. You fall, unclip yourself. You fall off and... Uh, you're surrounded by um, uh, some bandits, and I think it was really cool that they're obviously like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> kick your ass because you showed up." Uh, and he pulls out a, a pistol, which you don't have guns for the most part. And their immediate reaction is, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't use that. That that summons the zombies." Uh, and I think that was just like them also just uh, covering because one of them goes around his back and like hits him from yeah. behind. But it's just like the reaction of like. Dude, don't summon the zombies. Like, I know we're here to kill you or even beat you up or anything. Break your legs, take you to our uh, leader. But, like, don't summon the zombies. And uh, they come, and the game does a great job of making the zombies feel like an actual threat. Yes. Um, during the daytime, the whole idea of dying light during the daytime is fine. Uh, the Huron virus makes... It's, it's sort of like rabies. It makes them aggressive. They'll attack you. Also, for some reason, gives some of them superpowers. Ignore that. Um, during daytime, they're mostly static. They might scramble around. Uh, if you get surrounded by a bunch of them, it is an issue, but for the most part, you can avoid them. But as night falls, uh, I think it's because the Huron virus reacts to sunlight and of course, uh, UV, um, as, as night falls, the, the aggression goes way up. The volatiles that are like different sort of like mutations start showing up more and it becomes a like where you, like, you have to escape for your life. And there's the one mission where... I th- it's actually the second time Night Falls, not the first time. But the second time Night Falls, you have to run back to the tower. And it's so... It's so good because you have your flashlight, but you're sprinting. So the flashlight's, like, like flying all over the place. Um, so you can't see very clearly. Things are being thrown at you. Uh, zombies are in your way. And, the, and like, there's a bunch of, like, uh, trash fires and whatnot. So you can't see past that. And you're just, like, rushing... To safety and it's 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 so it does well such done. a great job of being like you have these moments of feeling like you're in control you can drop kick zombies you can set up traps you can beat up bandits but then you all have also have these moments of like holy shit i'm going to die if i don't get <laughs> to safety um and i think that's really good it's also somewhere where the second game feels but the first <laughs> game is really good um along the way like while you are there to recover whatever um you do have the faction of survivors which i think there's a bit of a story thing where like you can choose to help this group or fulfill your original um goal of like the gre uh so that's where like there's some conflict uh as time goes on um and of course you have to deal with the big bad uh bandit leader whatever rise um rise yeah 
but the game is really cool because just like you level up by just doing things like you get better with agility by just like running and jumping and climbing um and you get better even faster if you do that shit at night where it's very possible you're gonna get murdered and lose that xp yeah um so 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 the moment to moment cycle is really cool because even if you're just running from point a to point b you could you could put a little flare on it, uh, like m- maybe a couple extra jumps, maybe maybe some slides, and all that is working towards your your um, skills. So I think you always have something to do, and um, it's just fun. Also, like it, like it feels good to move around. Uh, you I, I, you could see your legs, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you can't see your legs in the second game. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't like that. Which is whack. You should be able to see your legs. It's, yeah, it's silly, really but any like first-person game, you should be able yeah. to see your legs. Um, but it's cool because uh, you know you, you you can parkour all over the place. I was super into Assassin's Creed because of the parkour, mm-hmm. um, and I still actually like Assassin's Creed to some extent. Uh, but parkour has been less and less of a thing. But it's cool because like basically any any surface is a potential way to navigate. And that is not only important when you're just sort of, like, going from point A to point B, but it's also super important when you have zombies running at you. And, uh, you know, the difference between you dying and you living is potentially, like, your navigational skills. Um, and that's where the sort of... Uh, the sort of set up the... Uh, the setting of Huron comes into play. Because it's basically, like... It's sort of like a favela. It's sort of like uh, slums. Because there's a bunch of rundown... Uh, shacks so for a large portion of of the zone you're you're never more than like maybe 10 20 feet from the ground but that also means you're only 10 20 feet away from dying yep from being from being completely surrounded by zombies um and it means that it's not super punishing if you fall in terms of like being able to get back up but getting into your certain flow is so important when they're running after you um so it's like you get to train your skills during the daytime. You get to execute on them on the, in the nighttime. Uh, it's it's really cool. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it really is. And uh, one of the things too, when you're running and with it being uh, like slums, is sometimes you get used to you'll be well, a building that's I'll call them blocks. Let's just go Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So you got so you three blocks, three stories high. You're jumping down to one that's two. Mm-hmm. But if you don't pay attention, some of those roo- roofs are not well made, and you'll crash through, which alerts. Uh, what I don't know what the technical term is. My buddy and I always call them the fast zombies. So like during the day, you have your normal like ones. If you get mm-hmm. close to them, they'll grab you. But there's ones that are incredibly quick. If you make too much noise, i.e. fall through a roof, blow up a canister, shoot a gun, you'll hear them. You'll cry out, and they, they'll chase up you. They'll climb buildings. And they'll, they'll fuck you up. And uh, like yeah. a nightmare, they're they're a huge pain in the ass in nightmare mode. But you know, it's another reason when you're you're in that flow, you need to also be paying attention to where you're going because not every surface is going to be viable mm-hmm. to keep you alive. Yeah, and I believe uh, Diamond One does have the active fall, right, where you press a button to react as you fall to like roll or yeah, you can do like the, okay, yeah, don't fuck up type of dude. Yeah, so so there's a lot of um, it's it's never just like hold button and run. It's like you got to manage your stamina, you got to uh, keep track of where you're going. Uh, I think the name you were looking for was the virals. They they're virals, they okay. just they just barely have the virus, which means they're sort of smart and they can sprint and attack. 
but also uh, at nighttime, biters become nightwalkers, where they just start running fast. Uh, there's a lot of types of enemies, which is cool. Um, you know, there's there's the the big strong boys, the exploders, the, the um, spitters, the spitters. Actually, something I really liked, and it's not super applicable because it's tied to multiplayer, is the the night hunter, which is where it's almost like a technically it's like a Dark Souls thing where you could sort of invade someone's game, and uh, a player can play as a night hunter. And they have a hive, and um, they can go out and attack uh, other players. And, like, you have tendrils to, like, sort of hookshot around on. And um, it's really cool, but it, it, I, I don't think it was, like, super popular or... Uh, I didn't even know it was a thing, to be honest with you. It was... Yeah, it was... It was, it was uh, I think it was added post-launch. Um, it was called uh, Be the Zombie. Ah. Um... It was previously oh it was previously pre-purchase or pre-order exclusive, but they made it available to all at launch. Um, but the other issue with it is that uh, because it was multiplayer, you have two players on both sides, and uh, players quickly realize that the best way is that you can hunt them down. So quickly, the hunter became the hunted, <laughs> and that just doesn't make for a very fun time when all your skill sets about hunting, and now you suddenly have to worry about being rushed by the player. It's sort of like a similar issue with Deathloop, where it's, I think it's a really cool system, but it doesn't quite land. But still, it's neat. Um, do you but remember... in like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you. Do you, you remember the, the type of zombie, uh, and there's a mission for it, they talk about how it's super shy. Um, what one that was? <laughs> the, the mission, you literally have to sneak up on it and like, uh... to kill it, because it's like one of the ones that it's impossible to find because it's so shy. I'm blanking on it right now. Well, there's the screamer, an infected child that hides inside buildings. Um, the, and the he's, he fucking. Well, hold on, hold on. All right, we gotta talk about this. It's different than that. It's yeah. the one where you have to get like a simple. It's part of the blood you have to get to help find the cure at one point. It it could it might have been a unique one to a mission. It is. It than, is. It is. It, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, I'm not quite sure. Those fucking little kid ones. Though. We gotta talk about those real fast. So <laughs> first time I played it. My my buddy are, are doing this and like he finds the little little baby thing and it's a little baby zombie mm -hmm. and he starts screaming to alert ones, and Crane fucking takes it and just I think he just snaps its neck and just goes, shh, shh, shh. I'm like he just fucking killed that kid and just told it to quiet. Holy shit! I mean, in that sort of situation, that is I feel like the like the most humane way to do it. Just like do it quickly and get like I'm sorry. It was, but it, like when they introduced those, it's pretty far in the game. I would say it's probably a good eighty percent of the main story yeah. is done at that point. So you're not expecting anything new, really. And he mm. he just straight up kills that baby. <laughs> yeah, you say baby. I I they look like they could be anywhere between the, six and ten years old. I wouldn't say that old. I was like barely able to walk size. Oh, uh, I mean, they're, they're like American Girl doll size. Right I don't there. know what what I'm looking at. They look like they could be in, uh, like the, the yeah, they could be somewhere around ten years old. But I don't know. Either way, the point is that they're tiny. I have a they're... ten year old in my house, and he's five one. Okay, <laughs> so I don't think it's one of those. I think your ten year old is taller than average. Okay, he is, he is I was pretty sure. Percentile. <laughs> okay, but we we could say eight years old. Okay, we'll um, say. But yeah, their whole point is that they act like the the witch in TF2 where TF2. What? Uh, uh, Left for Dead. <laughs> Left for Dead. Yeah. One and two. Sorry. Not, not Team Fortress. Not Team Fortress, no. Um, but yeah, you find them, they scream, 
you can take him out, but then you have to worry about like a bunch of uh, runners coming in. Um, I, I think that all of the uh, types infected were cool, and I feel like I want I, I just keep having to bring myself back from complaining about the second game. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm trying not to. Uh, but yeah, so throughout the course of the game, um, I should know, and, and I really like actually in hindsight, uh, you have not only your agility tree of skills where you can increase uh, your options in terms of like, I think you could do wall runnings, uh, tic-tac where you like wall run up on uh, and can combine it with other movements. Um, you can, uh, I believe there's things like where you can like get like a bigger like jump off of a ledge, mm-hmm. um, your act of fall, stuff like that. But there's also the tree for strength, where you can increase your abilities in combat, um, which is, of course, leveled up through various tasks, as well as just, like, beating stuff up. But there's also the third tree, which is the survivor one, and that's where you can unlock things like uh, throwing knives and eventually a grappling hook. And I think it was all really cool. And... Um, once you finished any one of those trees and completed it, then you'd unlock the legendary tree, which gives you more of a reason to keep doing those things because any points earned in a tree that you already completed is just booted over to the legendary, and that one lets you increase all type of like weapon skills and your health and stamina and like it's just a way to like keep rewarding you for like playing Play. the farther you go on, which is th- it works really well because the game, even if you weren't doing a story mission, it's just sort of fun to run around. It, um, it, it really is, and like, yeah, and it came out two thousand fifteen. I think last month was their last update for it, so they they have completely supported it. Really, its entire run. Yeah, I don't even know if it was the last one. But I think that was the last update that they had for this last month oh, or two. Wow. And it, they recently just had that new DLC come out in the last year too, like uh, the like kind of Doom inside the game uh, DLC. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, I guess they released one final update just at the start of this year. Which is sort of crazy. I mean, it's 2022. No, they, they, uh, oh no, I'm gonna sneeze. They 100% supported this game, like, very well, and it, it, it honestly kept me engaged in playing it, because there was still more shit coming out for it, and they were increasing things and having events like uh, where they upped it to where when you drop kick a zombie, they go 30 feet in the air. And uh, as a community, you need to kick zombies like an X amount of miles or feet or something. Like mm-hmm. those events were always super fun. Uh, yeah. But we, we talked a little bit about, and um, before we get to characters and stories, like, like in, uh, Dead Island, the, there's a lot of encouragement for, uh, scavenging and managing weapons and resources. Mm-hmm. And, one thing that was kind of cool, and I think it's still active, is you can get the Dialight mobile app companion thing, and you kind of run, like, the tower where you have runners. You send them out on missions, hmm. and you can get a shit ton of supplies that get delivered to you in-game and help you build better weapons and get blueprints and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. Neato. I don't think I ever messed with that. It was, like, especially doing, uh, was it Nightmare or whatever mode, mm-hmm. it was nice to have that because it was so much harder to get resources in that mode. Yeah, I I think the aesthetic of sort of a city that's just trying to get by is cool because it results in a bunch of wacky ass weapons where you're just like, okay, I took I took an axe and then I attached 
<laughs> I attached like a flamethrower as well as like barbed wire. And also I have this katana that's like electrified and a bunch of weird wacky weapons. And obviously the higher up you go, it can start to get silly of like, here's, here's like a, just a sword. It's just a straight up sword. Like I pulled it out a little bit yeah. times, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so cool to be rolling around in that stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really fun just to run around. I, th- it reminds me actually, I actually really like, there was one, um, part of the story partway through where you sort of find yourself at your lowest, you're dumped into just an arena with a bunch of, uh, infected and you have nothing. And you just have to try to take them down and like take weapons off of them and build yourself up just to escape. Um, it sort of is uh, an equivalent to it's it's like Feather Tide or or Evan Tide Evan Tide Island from Breath of the Wild, where you just sort of are forced to restart from nothing and then build back up. Um, and both Evan Tide and that one mission just goes to sort of. Um, highlight how fun the, the the base gameplay is of their games because it's like yeah you just take everything i don't care i'll restart it's it's like it's just fun um they, they, there's games like that could do that where like you just sort of like i don't care you can you can literally stuck stick me back at the very start and i'll play it again and again um and i i i i, I miss that i miss games like that I want more of that. They they pace it very well with Dying Light when they bring that part up. It's right at a point where you're just starting to get used to all this. You're starting to get mm-hmm. like these cool custom weapons, and then boom, it's gone. And yeah, it, you think you're so tough, loser? Try it now. It, you, I think you start <laughs> with like what well, gives you he gives you a dull machete at the beginning of the arena fight, and that's yeah, something like that. And then you can find like rebar, and that's it. And then they throw in the bit one of the big beefy guys that has armor. It's 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 so well done. Mm-hmm. One of the things that for me, like, sets this apart from a lot of games mm-hmm. is the story, at least for me, and, like, maybe not necessarily the story as a whole, because if you break it down, it is pretty simplistic and maybe a little bit tropey, but yeah. the, between the voice acting and, like, the human interactions and how people throughout the game do change and, uh, like, evolve through it, like, a really... It's just so well done. The voice acting... When it should, uh, when like the words they are saying should probably sound ridiculous, but it, it doesn't. It comes off as genuine, and and you buy it as part of this universe. Uh, so like the very beginning of the game, you get dropped. You talked about you get bit as Kyle Crane, yeah, and uh, Jade, who is one of the main characters, and I don't remember if it's her brother or her boyfriend, um, who's with him, with mm-hmm. her, dies saving you. Like he dies, and she obviously is really pissed off and kind of is bitter towards you because. It's not her brother because Raheem's her brother, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that yeah, was Raheem's the brother. Either they were dating or they were really close. The guy who dies, you get taken back to the towers, run by a guy named Brecken, who you find out later it was literally like a parkour instructor. Like he's like he tells you like I wasn't meant to lead. I I can't do this shit. Like people are dying. I and he's is overwhelmed. Like that whole character thing is great, but. Your Kyle Crane is a real dickhead at the beginning. He's just a real asshole. Uh, the antizen is what they give you, and it's what keeps you from turning all the way. It's not a cure; mm-hmm. it just keeps you from turning. And at the beginning, because the GRE tells you, like, uh, you got to the antizen drop, destroy most of it, so they have a reason to make you go talk to Rice, who has this file we need. And you think, well, maybe he just lies that he destroyed or something. 
mm-hmm. straight up burns all of it and just you know what keeps six vials or something like that. What, was it an option or is that one where it just it no, happens no matter what? You have to do it no matter what. Okay. It's part of the story, but and, and and that like that's you at your worst, and then he starts building relationships with Brecken with Raheem, like him the relationship between him and Raheem, and I'll, I'm going to mm-hmm. jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Raheem looks up to Kyle Crane in this. He really loves you, and he, he really thinks what you're doing is brave because you're going on all these missions, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when you're, you're, as Kyle Crane is in his redemption mark, he's done, you know, gone to get antizen for people. He's doing these things for, and all these great things. Uh, Jade tells you, whatever you do, keep my brother safe. Don't have him get these explosives you find at one point. Mm-hmm. And he goes and does plants explosives without you and he's hurt you find him in this train car and you're like okay i'll go blow up the bombs i'll come back and get you you shove him in the train car and uh you come back and he's a zombie and the voice acting when he's like damn it you know he he has to kill him unfortunately and he's like crying he's like damn it you stupid fucking kid he's like punching the train car he's like you stupid fucking kid i told you not to do this so fucking good it's so well acted and mm-hmm. like you feel all all of the, the the it's earned that moment is earned by the voice acting and the gameplay and the way the story is told leading up to that point it's it's so well done yeah and like that sort of uh connection because you start with raheem like you just randomly go up to meet him and you're like oh he's the one in charge and like you j- j- uh just like with him how you don't know if there's supposed to be much of a you don't know if there's going to be a connection there in terms of like, is is it friendship rivalry or what? Um, it's like with Haran, you don't know. Like you you have a task, right? But there's no emotional connection there. But it's like, oh man, I got I got in too deep, and now I'm invested. Um, so you get invested in uh, Raheem. You get invested, and it hurts when he dies, and you get invested in the entirety of the town. So you actually give a shit. And the, yeah, the people that you're meeting and working with in Tower, you 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 don't want them to die. And then with Raheem dying, even though it's not your fault, Jade blames you anyway. Mm-hmm. And her character is really cool. Like, I I think I wish I would have got more time with her in that game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I think uh, maybe it worked out well that she was more of, you know, hard not hard to get. That sounds stupid. Uh, she was more off in the shadows doing her own thing, and I think it worked. Yeah. Uh, like keep her kind of who because she, she was a quiet badass. Like, I think in the lore she was an ultimate fighter or like a cage fighter, and like supposed to be the best in the area. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, they call her the Scorpion. And like that's one of the things. At one point in the game, he's like, "All right, we'll give you answers, and you have to bring me her. I want her to find my arena for my men to watch." And it's, she's well, like her voice actress or as good. I just, all the voice acting in the game is so fucking good, and this and the way it all accumulates, and it's just even the side characters. I think I don't, I don't think there's like any voice acting in the game where I'm like, oh, this is kind of bad. Like mm-hmm. uh, Elder Scrolls could have like had you know when they had like twelve people doing eighty characters. Where I mean, like, you okay. say Elder Scrolls. Now I'm just remembering. I think it's either Morrowind or Oblivion where. There's this like older woman character, and you literally hear her make a mistake in the recording. Oh, let me try that again, and and that's still in the game to this <laughs> day. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, all all the uh, the dialogue was never super amazingly well written, but it does well enough, and the voice acting definitely carries it. And 
I think yeah, the whole plot. Like, yeah, yeah. Have to be good to feel real. Yeah, the whole plot is nothing super. It's not like any sort of Shakespearean whatever. But it's like there's these people. They have actual struggles. Um, you have a task. They 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 have they they have their own goals. And at the end of the day, you just like you get invested and you have a choice as to what you do. Um, and I think it's really cool. Uh, because it's like, yeah, there, you can make a game where you feel and you can make a game where you have fun and it does both. Um, which is nice when they do both. It, it, it really is. I, I'm not sure you would like kind of sexy for that, but I guess I'll roll with it. Um, like, and there, there's, a uh, side missions that are really, really cool for the story. And there's also ones that are silly, but it still, it, it still works. Um, mm-hmm. There's the one where you think a lady's having a baby, and they're like, "You, you need to bring us more alcohol, more, more, more alcohol." And it turns out they're all just getting hammered and playing poker. <laughs> yeah. And there's the oh, what's his name? You have to get. I don't know where you have to get from, but he's uh, he has a fake mom. Uh, I'm struggling to remember his name. You have to hmm. go get chocolates for his mom, and it's like a bucket on a mop, and he wants to watch chocolates in a movie with his mom for Mother's Day. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, because it's basically like you think you're gonna help out this kid, but you're actually just sort of accidentally taking care of him because he has no one left, and he's just sort of making make believe. Yes, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's insinuated that he just the the whole thing is kind of made him snap, and yeah. that he misses his mom. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of trauma. It's it's a rough situation, and everyone's just trying to get by in their own way. So some people take advantage of you for like the alcohol because they're partying and some people just need help even if they don't realize it that Um, that guy uh, tricks you into smuggling his kid away from his mom to uh, the the slick back haired guy who's clearly evil but you help him anyway (laughs) there's so many characters like that it's like oh yes you will help me and like nothing could go wrong here clearly Uh, yeah but yeah I think it's cool because the side quests are all like they just help reaffirm the sort of a world um and i don't think any of it ever took me out of it um if i could complain about that (laughs) i just keep thinking of more reasons to complain about that game i yeah and i'm the only reason I don't want to is I haven't played it yet, so I don't want to yeah. like, agree with you and then like have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. knowledge. For and it. and I, I should I should clarify. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I'm the kind of person to just shit on a game for the hell of it. Yeah, it could be fun to just shit on a game, but in this case, I really like the first game. I wanted to see it do well. The second game just didn't quite deliver on what I was hoping for. I feel like it made a step back in a few sp- spots and didn't quite um live up to the title of sequel. But, you know, we, we, like we said, they supported Dying Light 1 technically all the way from 2015 to 2022. I can see them supporting Dying Light 2 for some time still. It could get updates. It could get tweaks. They've already released an update um, pretty quickly that, like, made it so that you wouldn't... Like, they fixed some bugs. Like, you wouldn't get trapped in death loops because of, like, weird um, autosaves. But they also, like, made it so that you can uh, reload at, like, uh, the store point rather than a hideout. And, like... Little tweaks, like, a lot of my issues are little issues, and these issues can be fixed. It's nothing super groundbreaking. Um, I do think the story sucks, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, because, 
the story isn't make or break for the whole experience. Dying Light 1, the story's good. But if it sucked, you'd still have a pretty solid game otherwise. Um, so, all my complaints, it's not to dissuade you, anyone from getting the second game or playing it or enjoying it. It's just my own sort of like... <clears throat> I just gotta get it out there because it, it's annoying that <laughs> this, this game I really like didn't quite have such a banger of a sequel, but... Dude, the first game so good. I should mention, it got DLCs. It did, and they're yeah. So it actually had a number of DLCs. Some were very minor. There were free updates like "Be the Zombie," where it's like on release where you could be the zombie. There was a, <laughs> I actually totally forgot about this, uh, but there was the drink for DLC, where it was an event that took place in 2015, which was a parody of Destiny's Red Bull quest. And basically, it had a quest and a blueprint, and the quest was to bring clean drinking water back to the quarantine zone. And the blueprint was making water balloons. It would make groups of enemies vulnerable to electricity. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a bunch of free content updates, which... Uh, it was called the 10 and 12 program, which was 10 free uh, so-called content drops that were delivered over the course of 12 months. It was a way to keep the game fresh over the course of its first... Oh, actually, no. It was a couple of years post-launch, so it was sort of like, let's keep it going. It was from 2017 to 2018, so it had like, um, uh, some new enemies, uh, some new uh, player skins, new weapon types, um, new playable f- characters, I guess? Just, just different ways to sort of keep the experience fresh. Um, and those were all free. And then they had the season pass, which came with it, uh, expansions. So there was cuisine and cargo, which just added, um, two new quarantine zones, which were sort of like, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're sort of like, like dungeons in a way. They're like sort of self-contained sort of areas to explore and do stuff. Um, so they had two of those, nothing crazy. Uh, the Bozak Horde in 2015, um, added the Huron Stadium, where you're sort of just like dropped in there and you have to compete or complete a bunch of stuff um, uh, because this mysterious psychopath Bozak is forcing you to. It, apparently it wasn't received quite well or it wasn't received like well across the board because some people complain about the difficulty and level design, but like it, it's a neat experience. Mm-hmm. Um, then the following in 2016 was a expansion that added a whole new map with a new story added new weapons like the crossbow, new blueprints, uh, and it added something really cool, which is the buggy, a, a customizable vehicle. They go around and, like, run through zombies, and uh, early on, like, the buggy is very susceptible to damage, so you have to scavenge and try to build it up, and you you, you almost have a sort of, like, a Mad Max feel to it, but it's, it was really cool. Um, it did have sort of plot implications because it had its own ending, but that's... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm still... I'm not happy with it. Like Yeah. Um, and then the last big update was actually in 2020. It was um, basically... Uh, it was called Hellraid. It was an expansion that takes place in Arcade Machine, where you fight hordes of skeletons in a medieval-themed castle. It was repurposed from a cancelled game from Techland. Um, and it itself got a bunch of updates since it was added. So it was basically just a whole other mode. They're like, hey, we we're never going to release this game. So let's just add it to here. And I don't know if it's that great, but it's like, it's cool to be like, it's fun. I mean, it's the fuck you have a game. Idea. Here's a, here's another game. Have fun. A game it's like, a I game. think it's really cool. Uh, whenever there's a game in a game, it's, it's like, I'm not going to complain about more game. Um, 
but yeah, all the all the DLCs are cool, making it fresh and or not necessarily fresh, but like giving you a reason to keep playing. And because of the legendary skill tree system, you can still benefit from all of these, and it never feels like oh well, I'm level thirty eight, like I, I I'm I'm out leveled for this stuff. It's like no, I, there's still a reason to go back. You can get more XP or more gear and just like sell it or there's always a reason to keep going. Um, and I think it's really cool. So, and also there was a goddamn bunch of bundles, a bunch of different like skins and outfits and whatnot. And like a lot of the time, like there was co-op, but like if you're single player, no one gives a shit what you look like, but it's cool. It's like people fun. like yeah. to dress up differently. There was a left for dead weapon pack, <laughs> which is really cool. I, uh, I am a big fan of the, uh, the uh, frying pan and dying light from the Left 4 Dead pack, I make it all. Yeah. Time. Oh wow! Yeah, there was chivalry uh, where you can have a medieval shield and a Zweihander uh, sword. Um. You know there was. There was Rocket League too, right? Wasn't that one? Um. Left 4 Dead two. Wait, you could have Noam Chomsky. Yep, he was one of the four <laughs> weapons you could make. Oh my god! Uh, oh, Rust. Uh, astronauts. I'm not seeing it, but I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, there was a bunch of bundles, and one could argue it's a little weird to have a medieval sword and shield, but also in this wacky world where you have all these kinds of weird ass weapons, like why not? Like it's it's cool enough. It makes sense. Like it's just goofy and weird enough that I could like you could totally fit that in without it being too weird. No, just um, there's the medieval, medieval times nearby. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't argue that in a zombie apocalypse, somewhere somewhere in that city, someone has a collection of swords because they're like they're a weeb. Like <laughs> I went to high school with so many people like that that had all these you know, katanas yeah. in their homes and stuff like that. So Like if a zombie apocalypse is happening right now and I didn't see someone out there with like an ancient battle axe I'd be surprised because like someone's gonna someone has to do that, you know. Um, I, but yeah, I I think it's really cool because like all those updates. Um, it's it's nice when games get new content. Full stop. That's the whole sentence. I just think it's yeah, nice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna Especially say more, but like no, actually, that's it. A game that's more single player focused. Like this is an Apex or Fortnite where part mm -hmm. of the whole appeal is that it is changing constantly like the game is the game at that point you know it is it is what it is but to get more stuff for seven almost seven years is yeah really it's a level of dedication you don't really see to a lot of games yeah. these days there is a lot of sort of games as a service where fortnite is just sort of a platform apex sort of the same but not quite but um it's just like our whole goal is to find ways to make you want to buy things, but it's not quite that. Like, yeah, you don't need all these bundles, and I don't know how, how much it adds up to if you bought all of them. Probably expensive, but it's just like, it, it's like adding more decorations in a room that's already good, yeah. rather than being like, well, let's see what new decorations are in here and then leave immediately. And, um, and it's not like, again, with like a Fortnite and all that where... People can be kind of shitty if you don't have, you know, X amount of skins or whatever, or if you don't have any at all. Like all those decorations are can be just for you to see. You're not gonna have to dick with other people, and yeah, keep up with the Joneses, if you will, with your DLC packs. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to throw in here, and I don't know if you even know about this. Are you familiar with Dying Light Bad Blood? No. The Battle Royale? No. <laughs> okay, so this... No, I'm not, no, I'm not. It's, 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 it's a legitimate thing, and that's why I'm bringing it up now. Because, one, I wanted to talk about it, but also because I mentioned Fortnite. Um, so, in Dying Light Bad Blood, it was basically in 2018, right when Fortnite was... I think 2018 was Fortnite was, like, popping uh, at the start. Uh, it was Techland's way to try to capitalize on it, and it, it didn't quite work out. But, basically, you play as one of 12 survivors... Um, you're trying to be the only survivor, or you can make a team and fight for survival together. You scavenge weapons, destroy zombie hives to level up, and you can combine your advanced parkour mobility with brutal combat to outrun, outsmart, outplay your opponents. The thing is that in, in a game where you sprint around and dropkick and all that, like the actual, like, it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> and, like, um... It basically becomes a thing of, like, it doesn't matter how well you do. If at the very end, when you're, like, getting to the escape helicopter, if you just happen to kill the final dude with, like, a lucky grenade or, or whatever, right? Like, it just, yeah. It didn't quite deliver on the experience, but it was cool enough. And I remember getting a code for it because it was, like, an early sort of release, but then never actually properly released. So it's on my Steam page or Steam library with, like, 22 minutes played because I was like, let's give it a go. Oh, this sucks. This is bad. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, released early access, and then I think never left early access, but it was a neat concept. I like the idea. Yeah, I mean, like, the mul- the multiplayer of Dynamite is cool, and the asymmetrical multiplayer was also really cool. Um, I actually really like the multiplayer of, of Left 4 Dead. I think multiplayer in zombie games are, is an un- unutilized, underutilized thing. There's still um, oil to be tapped into on that idea. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, Bad Blood is just sort of a weird sort of offshoot because it wasn't quite... Because it was free-to-play. It was like, I, I think. <laughs> it actually might have been... You had to pay something, but either way. Um, yeah, it was sort of like a weird offshoot, and even though it didn't quite deliver, it just goes to reinforce the fact that Techland was trying to... They're going to keep bringing us stuff, and sometimes it's not all great, but like... I appreciate it regardless. I appreciate them making the food, me, even though I don't want to eat it. Gives it gives me hope for two to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why my complaints are not to... That's where it goes back to, like, I'm not trying to make it so that no one gets interested in the game. I'm just like, hey, don't don't spend your money just yet. Maybe in a bit. Techland you could right now, but, like... We'll support it. It's not like EA, where people flipped out about Mass Effect Andromeda. So they're like, yeah, we're going to cancel everything. Fuck you people who invested <laughs> in it. Like, I... I uh, <laughs> yeah, that game was not that bad. People fucking flipped out for no reason. That makes it so bad. I can't speak to anything there, one way or another. But yeah, I, I, I do see them supporting Dying Light Two, and if they don't, that'd be silly. Um, I, I do want to point out you were. Te- I don't remember if we talked about this on air mm-hmm. or before, but you had mentioned that you thought that Haran was South America. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. The actual city Haran for the game was inspired from a city in Brazil. Oh, was it? Yes. So called it. In a okay. way, we were both correct. <laughs> yeah, because I mentioned earlier in the recording that it's located in Turkey, uh, which is not Brazil. Mm-mm. Surprisingly, Turkey is not in Between South America. Between North Africa and India, right? About. about... Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, um, yeah. Turkey is very much 
more Middle East than it is South America, and um, <laughs> I was mistaken, but yeah, um, it makes sense as sort of. I mean, the whole point is that it's, it's supposed to feel sort of like it could be multiple locations, honestly. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it um, was. It almost could have been like the same place as Dead Island. Yeah, yeah, because Dead Island was, uh, I think it was Benoit. It was sort of its own sort of uh, island nation. Just sort of like how um, with Just Cause, you have a generic sort of like, oh, this is sort of like maybe somewhere in the uh, uh, oceanic region. And this other one's like sort of maybe somewhere in Italy, maybe. Um, They just have vibes. And this vibe was like, it's just sort of a city that got infected and um it's somewhere where it's or it could be isolated it, yeah it's it's remote enough that um it makes sense that it hasn't immediately spread ever, everywhere else but it's also industrial enough that it actually has a, a few big big buildings and whatnot um but yeah so i was uh I, I had a bunch of tabs open before we started just to like be able to access information quickly and stuff like that yeah and I had one that was, I'm like, I just need a list of the characters, so when we're talking about it, I and I'm, I blank on name, I can have it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, it's this is on a website, uh, Prima Games, and has all, like, all the characters. I just needed the names. I didn't look at, like, the little mm-hmm. sub-things they have. But for Brecken, and I thought that was funny, because when you, like, if you play the game, you understand, but... So, Brecken is a man in charge of the Tower's forces. He's physically strong, mentally sound, and seems re- reliable. Under any better mm-hmm. circumstances, he'd be the type of person who could handle whatever came up. And Haran, that's a hard thing to live up to. But, like, that's not his character at all. <laughs> like, in the that, game. that sounded like something I'd read off of, like, Tinder. I know. <laughs> it's it's so cheesy. But, like, his whole thing, we talked a little bit earlier, it was, like, he he, he, he tries to be strong, but at one point where you're, you're alone with him, he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm constantly making bad decisions. People are dying. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And you kind of yeah. like pep talk him to help him. So like this whole description of like, oh, he's just so badass. Like, no, like they really humanize him, which makes you like him even more because he's he's just as afraid of as everybody else. He's not like a yeah. emotionalist. So guy. so I'm on the I have a bunch of tabs as well, but it's I'm on the DyingLight.Fandom.com wiki, and that one. At the top, it just has like a, <clears throat> it has a quote from him, and the quote's just "What the fuck, Crane? I'm no leader. I'm a goddamn parkour instructor." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, that nails it." Yeah. It's like he's an ex parkour instructor who came to Huron, um, and like, he found himself just sort of stuck in this uh, spot as a leader because, in a world where you have to survive and the zombies can run after you, the person who can help people run faster is naturally going to be a leader because he's, he, he's going to lead to more people surviving. Yep. Um, and just cause he is the leader doesn't mean that he wants to be or should be necessarily, but he's trying his best. And I actually forgot Brecken for the most part. Uh, I know, I know the tower was, has his name and like, I know he was there. They don't, he's not really that much in the story. If you think about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I also but wanna... it, he, he's usually just located in the tower and just sort of you talk and with him a few sad. times because <laughs> he yeah. got hit in the head he's like that fucking hurt that's yeah his, his, his pictures just have him with a huge bandage on his head like that, that, that's rough buddy yeah i was also looking at the kyle crane uh page on the wiki and i did mm-hmm. not realize he is a fellow uh illinois 
Chicago, Illinois person, so uh, that makes him pretty. Oh, cool. nice. But his, you're right. I guess I never like looked at Crane's face because you, it's first person, and I never cared enough to like look up a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you're right. He is generic white male protagonist. That's fuck. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just a hero protagonist. Like, uh, you could, you could look up, uh, you know, dying, dying light, obviously infamous um uh, if you get a bit of it in like gta 4 though he's more obviously russian so he's not like generic white like the american generic white guy in gta 5 the one of the three main characters the the rich oh yeah uh i'm i'm i remember franklin and i can remember not Franklin, but I can't remember the other guy's name. But yeah, there's a lot of those sort of characters, um, and it just sort of works. And just like how a lot of them have the same voice actor, it's just like, it doesn't matter too much. They're just sort of, they're a dude. And when you're playing a first-person game, it doesn't matter too much who the character actually is. Obviously, uh, Kyle Crane, and even the second game, um, Aiden, not Crane. Um, I actually don't know if he has the last name. But... You know, the main characters, they have their own sort of sense of self. They have their own morals, their own ideas. But it doesn't matter too much because at the end of the day, you're also there. So, like, it's basically, like, their personalities that they're given, like, the opening cutscene. And then, like, okay, that's them. It's like, go. It's like, okay, well, whatever else is here, it doesn't matter. Because me and the character are going to learn as we go. And that'll form our personality. But when you actually look at him, damn, he's generic. Generic as fuck. I wish yeah. I wasn't so busy and lazy because I would like to intercut our conversation with uh, Crane's dialogue. Because the more we talk about <laughs> it, like, it, uh, what's, it, Roger, uh, what's, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Roger Craig Smith. Yes. Uh, yeah. He just, so much of what he does, voice acting, and half the time he, he might be talking to himself as kind of like narrating uh, his mm-hmm. conversations with the GRE. Like are so different from the beginning to at the end where he's just like, "Hey, fuck you," uh, and the lady who does the voice for the GRE uh, person also does a very, very, very good job. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like angry Crane, like the way his voice breaks and stuff like that uh, when he's angry, like with rice and stuff, and or yell at the GRE. It feels so much like you're in the moment because it's not. I gave a really good take. My voice sounds great. Like it's imperfect. When he's when he's giving these lines, and it's it's just so, I can't go over how good the voice acting was in this game. Mm-hmm. I should say voice acting in Dynamite Two also good. Also, I apparently some people were confused. Is there a Dawson in Dynamite Two? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. It also makes sense because she's sort of like face captured in a way, so it's like vaguely looks like her. She's like a super, I think, or she's like a, oh fuck the. Either way, um, uh, the main character is not voiced by the same voice actor. Uh, some people first thought it was like, oh, is it this, that? Uh, the voice actor of Aiden, the main character, oh, Caldwell, in the second game is um, Jonah Scott, who has done a bunch of stuff, like uh, like a bunch of anime. Um, Does he sound like so, Roger Craig Smith in the game, though? Because I remember one of the trailers I heard it, I was like, is Crane back? Or is it the same yeah, voice actor? They have a similar sort of voice because this is not to knock either of them, but 
they could both voice generic white guy protagonist. Like that's the whole point. Aiden is also still, he's a little more scrawny, uh, a little thinner, but he's still generic white guy protagonist. Um, so he has the same sort of gruffness or same sort of, sort of like, ah, oh, shit, gotta, stuff's gotta happen. You know, like the same sort of mentality, but, um, they both can carry it. And when they're on their own, they have like little quips and sort of asides to themselves. And like, they both do a great job. So I'm not knocking either of them. Um, but yeah. I, oh, oh yeah. So he's, he's, um, he, he's, uh, he voiced, uh, uh, Lagoshi from B Stars, okay, in the dub, as well as uh, uh, Bluto in the anime for Pokemon. Um, he played Johnny Bolt in the recent Super Crooks on Netflix. Uh, a bunch of bunch of stuff, but yeah, like the voice acting is, I, I would not complain about it on either of them. Um, they both do a good job. It. it... Everyone does a good job. What was what was weird about Roger Creek Smith doing the voice acting is like, so th- that was him and as Crane and Chris Redfield uh, as mm-hmm. my primary exposure to him, and with Kyle Crane and it being a very serious, very somber uh, uh, performance, I have you know I played through the game at least four times the main story I think mm-hmm. of Dying Light maybe more. So that's what I'm used to. And then he voices Mirage and Apex I mentioned earlier, which is a very arrogant, like, silly, like, happy character. And it, it I almost hated it at first because it was so different than, like, it's Also, voice, but... keep in mind, he play he voices Sonic in a lot of things. That's true, yeah. So, yeah, like, that's true. yeah. So you have Sonic also being like, oh, fuck, I gotta, I gotta save the people. I gotta parkour around. It's like, okay, it's a little weird, but... <laughs> I think that does speak to his range. Yeah, no, dude, um, dude should be fucking working forever at this point. Yeah, I, I just his his IMDb page, his sort of promo picture is him holding. Oh my god, uh, I I think it's like an Assassin's Creed sort of like jacket. He he has a Sonic, uh, sort of, uh, thing or, or hat around his head. He, he's holding a Batman uh, mask and he has Captain America's shield in the background. Like, he has range. Like, <laughs> he's done a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I do think... And I don't know, too, just... There's a lot of just talking to, to your face, um, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Um, it, it, yeah. If I, you want really good voice acting, just for anybody who just wants to feel like you're being told a good story, play Firewatch, by the way. just you, I still have not played that. Oh, my God. I keep, it, it I keep meaning to, but also I don't care. Like it, like the story is whatever, but like holy shit, the acting in that game is. Yeah. So here, here's here's another dividing line potentially. Do you like the? Have you played The Witness? No. Okay, cool. I haven't played it. I think it looks stupid as hell. I'm gonna look it up <laughs> while you're talking about it. And, and I, I, I keep. My, I have a buddy that likes it, and like I keep thinking about trying it, and it's just like that looks so dumb. But that's it's just one of those where it's like super it's like the vibes are a big part of it, but that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but it's one's cool. I will probably go back to eventually to play the DLC. Cause I'm, I'm interested and I would like to ha- have fun with the buggy gameplay, but also I don't own it on PC. So maybe I'll pick it up eventually and just like play the whole thing again. Um, I, but 
Yeah, I think I'm running out of things to say. Well, because there's only so many ways we can say it, it good. It good. You know, I I I could probably verbally flate this game like for very <laughs> much longer. There's a couple things that I do want to uh, touch base on yeah. real quick before we wrap up. Uh, did I know you said you haven't played the following DLC? Have you have you mm-hmm. like read it or watched it? Now watched it. I know that the ending involves either boom or not boom. Okay. And there's something about mother, but aside from all that, I don't really know. You know, like with Crane, what happens though? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think so. Can, do you mind if we talk about that real quick? Cause I don't mind. Yeah, dude. Right, spoil, spoilers spoil it up. for the following DLC. It, not not the DLC that comes after, but the, the DLC that's literally yeah. called The Following. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird name. So who's on That first, wasn't on you. Uh, it was just like, yeah. Uh, so, I very much am invested in Kyle Crane, and I love mm-hmm. his, his arc and to kind of go from shithead to, like, I care about these people, I'm not leaving them. Mm-hmm. And in the the following, uh, that now you got me thinking about it. Yeah, uh, sorry. The DLC yeah, called the following. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, like you said, the the ending is you find a big old bomb, and there's this like kind of sentient volatile called mother, and it's cold, whatever. But you can either choose to set off the nuke, make everything go boom, or you cannot mm-hmm. do that, and then you become basically a volatile who. Is somewhat sentient. Like, you lose control at certain points, I remember it is. And then the end is Crane becoming that and then murdering a family. And it's just, like, the worst ending for him, I think, possible that they could have picked. It's just beyond... Mm. It didn't fit all the shit he had gone through. It didn't even really, I think, really work for the story. If you, It just felt like... I, we talked about before we started recording. Uh, like, Mass Effect 3... Where you have all this stuff, like, you've worked for all these things, you've been through all this, and they give you generic-ass pick behind Curtain 1 or 2 with uh, uh, an ending that seems like they were just like, oh, we're so fucking clever. It's, like, almost, to me, Dexter-level bad. First ending of Dexter, or but the second ending of Dexter is also bad. Yeah. The way you uh, verbalized that, and now I'm thinking about it, um, that's sort of how I feel about the second game's endings. Yeah, <laughs> bad and then also it. bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, not so much. I mean, there, there's, there's a good way. There, there's a good ending you could have. It's just, um, well, with that game, I feel like the whole, the guiding sort of force of it didn't quite hook me as it was in the first game, um, because I do really like the idea of. You're going in there with a goal, and then you get caught up along the way, and you have to figure out whether or not you're going to sort of stay true to your original task or, like, follow your heart in a way. <clears throat> in the second game, it's always, like, go after this, and you do it, and you do it, and it's like, well, what was the point? Um, I, I, that said, I do think that the whole story, the whole universe of Dying Light is cool, and I would love to see if where they go from here, because I could see them moving forward. Um, I want them to retcon uh, Crane dying or being affected. But I think they could do that. I think they could make a make a case for it because even in the second game, he is spoken in past tense, but more so because he's like a legend, right? Because everyone knows about him. Anyone who is a pilgrim, which are basically the parkour people that go between cities, they know about Crane. They know about what he what he tried to do, try uh, tried to help everyone. Um, and, like, there's even a line, like, oh, man, I wish Crane was here uh, from a character. 
uh, that was in the first game, but I can't remember his name. But um, yeah, and, and 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 if there's a Dying Light three, dude, I wish they. I hope like I want them to explore the elements of the volatiles and like just let me be a volatile. <laughs> call me, call me Caden Cray, and I will be the volatile, and I'll go around with a grappling hook tendrils and. I'll complete tasks. You can't stop me. Like, I'm going to do things. Um, but, like, I... That's the other thing. I, I feel like the second game was more of a retread rather than a continuation. But I, I, I do hope they continue it. Because I, I want to see the the world keep going. Because um, I think it's cool. I, I like I like where they're going with it. Or, like, or like where they're going with it, at least in the first one. The, the, the DLC does feel like a bit of, like, a sort of... Really, that's where you went with it. So I don't know if it's necessarily canon. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna pretend it's not because I yeah. don't know how you feel about it. like he just he he deserved better, and it didn't. I think if you're gonna have him quote unquote die, make it really mm -hmm. ambiguous so you can possibly bring him back in a way like that could work in other games or DLC or whatever. I don't think it made any sense to kill him off at all. Or if he does. <clears throat> He needs to be killed in a way that's not. It just—it was such a dud. It was not. He deserves something like spectacular from his journey. Yeah, I think the whole issue though is with wanting a good conclusive or a rewarding death if they're going to do it. Is that in most of these games, it's really hard to have some sort of good ending conclusion because what happens after, like. Do we revert time back before any of that intense stuff happened and you just act like la di da it's not gonna happen and you just play the game or like is there a way to keep going afterwards and like Dying Light 2 doesn't quite land that because it sort of does both where it's like some of the repercussions are there but also not um and in Dying Light 1 uh, you could just sort of keep going but like because it was a DLC they're like well this is sort of self-contained so we can have this be more definitive if we want to mm -hmm. And that's where it's sort of like a disconnect. It's because it's like, I don't know. It doesn't quite feel consistent or or um, earned because they, they, they're trying to have an arc over the course of a smaller time span without sort of caring about what came before it. Can I, uh, can I quickly bitch a little bit about something on 2 yeah. that bothers me? Even though I haven't played it. Uh, and I know yeah. you're, you're itching for a little bit of uh, a 2 talk, so... One thing I, th I, I think really helped the story of Dying Light is mm -hmm. when you jump in, you, all you know is that you need to get this file and that you're Kyle Crane and that, mm -hmm. and that Rice is a bad guy. Uh, yeah. But all the connections that you make in the game and the people you care about, you make those connections with Crane and uh, they, grow, they grow with you as they grow with Crane, right? Mm -hmm. But from what I can tell from the story for two is that you're looking for your sister, correct? Like that's like the big yeah. motivation. But I don't yeah. know his sister. Why do I give a fuck yeah. about his no, sister? Like big, strong, tower-sized degree. It's like I think it's such a shitty fucking way to do a plot. It's tropey. It, it applies to a lot of games. Yeah, it's like if you want me to give a shit about a character. You better have... It's like with um, Last of Us. We follow Joel, but it starts out with us playing as the daughter. And we play as the daughter, and she feels like a main character. And then, ooh, ooh, she's dead! Spoilers. 
play the game. I don't care. I mean, it's like shit. twelve years old at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. But the point is, the the whole opening is kicking it off, getting the vibe, starting to get you feeling with the controls and the gut punch. That is like the emotional driving force for the rest of the game. It's perfect. But there's just not that with 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 Mia in the second game, and there are these sort of like interludes where like you're like sort of walking through a daydream slash dream and like ooh my sister but it's always just like ha 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 Aiden ha well let's play fun games ha so trophy. and it's just like <laughs> it's like okay well I'm not I'm sorry I'm not like I'm not like I'm not like like um like like a a, a mother cat trying to imprint on the first kitten I see I'm not going to react to Haha, <laughs> I'm a good girl. It's like, okay, well, I I don't feel any emotion here cuz like even the main character doesn't really feel much emotion there other than like you are my sister. I take care of you. We will always be together. And it's just like check that off the checklist. If we were playing a bingo, we could get like <laughs> all the way across really easy cuz they're just ticking so many boxes. And like um, that's like let's be real. Let's just let's just get real. On Andrews, we're going to mm-hmm. get real right now. We're going to keep it real. And it might get dangerous keeping it real. But yeah. <laughs> anybody who has family or even friends that you're really close with, you don't sit there and like, think of those memories of the haha memories of what bonds you. It's the bullshit you've been through together. You know, it's the hard, awful times that you've suffered through together. So, like, when, it, you're, when you're describing it, and it's, it's in a lot of games and movies where they only remember the happy stuff, mm-hmm. like, that isn't I- what most people remember. It's like, oh man, you remember when our. Our dad would come home drunk, and we had, like, hide his shit together, and, like, that's why we protect each other, because we went through that when we were kids. Like, that's what yeah. really forms bonds, is, like, the hard stuff. To, to be fair, okay. uh, all the memories of, like, oh, Mia, is the whole f- point is that you, the two of you are in this sort of, like, hospital situation, and you're being tested on. Um, so you're both sort of, it's a shared trauma situation. So, okay, you do have that element, but I agree that it's hard i think it's hard to just sort of be like okay you are a new character you've never played before also give a shit about his sister that he hasn't seen since he was a child it's like well that's a lot to just sort of dump on me and i have to keep thinking i care about this person i care about this person so at the very end we're like i care about this person right and it's like well i mean personally no but like i guess i have to right in the game i might care about more at this point yeah and and I just feel like it's sort of, it creates a shitty situation. And that's why also like with Last of Us does it better because there's a reason why not just like through the experience, but there's so many opportunities as to why you might care about Ellie when it comes down to the end of the game because you've literally spent the whole game with her and you have that critical point where like you feel for the main character and you could feel his loss and and you could see where this grizzled uh rough character is starting to open up to this girl and treating her as like a daughter and like the connections being formed makes sense they're reinforced through the gameplay because a lot of the games is like completing puzzles with ellie like moving her across water and like helping uh, having her help you uh unlock stuff and like it all reinforces the same thing but in this game where it's a zombie where you parkour around like, dude, I I could just run away from my feelings. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, I it, it's it's just, it felt like a ball and chain. Uh, it was like, don't forget, you care about your sister. I'm like, I don't, though, but okay. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, not quite where I would have taken it, but, but, um, I, I, the endings, regardless of what you do, do open it up for more because it'd be like a do. So I don't know if there's going to be a second Dying Light 2, 2, Dying Light 3, or Dying Light 2, part 2. Dying Light 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's right there for you. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but I do think that, you know, I like the parkour. I like the world. The the zombies are cool. They've shown themselves to be capable of doing some really cool stuff. So, like, I am still very much pro-Dying Light as a franchise. Even if I don't like Dying Light 2 in its current state or its plot and, like, sort of how it played out. Um, and, but, yeah, I am... And uh, kind of put a bow yay. on that, like, as we wrap mm-hmm. up. As we've been talking, one of the tabs I had up was... Uh, critical reception for Dying Light 1 and uh, mm-hmm. for the most part it kind of got shit on for uh, not the gameplay part but for uh, generic protagonists which we kind of covered that um, Yeah, but it, the, a lot of the complaints were the uh, protagonist is generic but uh, Roger Craig Smith's voice acting really like sets it apart Like so yeah that works but there's a lot of complaints about the story overall being kind of generic and um, mm-hmm. a lot of plot holes, which I don't think there was that much. I think for a parkour zombie game, the story was as good as you're going to get. I don't think you're not going to, like you said, write Shakespeare making these games. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not, and it's not really as story focused. So, but, you know, a lot yeah. of the complaints we're having about two right now are very similar to the complaints that were at one. That uh, well, I, I would say. Obviously, in the one half of the, I have the power of hindsight, and the other is more fresh. But I don't know if, yeah, they're getting similar complaints. I feel like they're justified in one, but for two, if the complaints are the exact same, then they're not complaining enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if like I, I I'm I'm on the same page I think, and I see like a lot of them were giving like say about like an eighty percent. Um, to maybe like 85% for Dying Light 1, which is, I think, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that while we are sort of uh, apologizing or, or, or sort of like being like, yeah, no, the, the plot's not the best. It doesn't need to be. I do think they could do better. And like, if they did better, it'd be awesome. Um, but for Dying Light 2, even if it's getting the same complaints, I don't think it's an 80. I think it's more like a 70 to 75 if not worse, maybe slightly lower. Because I am very much of the opinion that 50 is literally the middle ground, not, like, a failing. Because this isn't school. It's it's yeah. it's media. So it's better than generic, but it doesn't quite live up to the current. So I think the second game is more of, like, a... Pro- if I had to pick a number specifically, I'd probably say, like, 74%. And, uh, for um, the reviews I have, actually, uh, 7 is the most... Out of 10 is the most common uh, grade. That I have up currently. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just seeing game rankings get, gave the PS4 83% based on 12 reviews. Xbox One had 85% based on 10 reviews. Windows version had 78% based on 12 reviews. So, like, it's generally in the area. I just think the second game is a little worse than the first mm-hmm. game. But then again, we could see it get upgraded. We could ignore the plot. I mean, it could always get fixed later. They could always retcon it. With games, it doesn't matter. Like, the plot never really matters that much in terms of, like, the continuity. Um, because they could always just be like, you know what? We're taking it in a new direction. And honestly, like, if they do that, that's fine. If not, 
I can still see them making it work. Um, but yeah, if you, if somehow you out there, I'm I'm talking to you right now. If you have not played Dying Light One, play it. Play it's it. really fun. It's it's so much fun. Uh, it has a lot of great action. There are moments to have emotions if you if you're uh, willing to do that. People still having those. Some of us are <laughs> yeah. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, just go check out Haran. You know. Uh, I try to think of a way to put this. Yeah. Yeah. You. Don't, whether yeah, sorry, whether go you're by your, by yourself or you have three other friends to play it with, mm-hmm. like 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 you said, give this game, and it it does take a while. I I have a I told my my oldest son because he likes to try games like Game Pass and he'll try it for ten minutes and be done. Oh yeah, yeah actually a, that's actually good. I was reminded of that with the second game. It takes a while to get going because you intentionally start with very little. In the second game, especially, you have very, very, very little health and stamina, and it feels almost clunky. Unfortunately, in the second game, it's because it is a bit clunky, but in the first game, you like you got to get moving and grooving and start getting used to it. And like once you physically start getting better and you unlock some skills like the drop kick and... and uh, like slides and whatnot like you'll start to see like oh my god it feels so good but you're not going to get that if you just play the first like 30 minutes so i do agree you have to like get in there get a feel for it and like two hours like let her yeah let it ruminate for a little bit because um it definitely has sort of like it ramps up in terms of the game feel um which some people might not like but in a game like that where i like we're telling you it's good you could at least have the peace of mind knowing that there's a reason why you're doing that, so it, it should make it a little easier. Uh, it's harder with some games where you have no idea whether or not it's going to be good when it's a slog near the start. But Yeah, and, you know, we all are busy working multiple jobs, but this one, again, trust D-Pad and I. It's worth your time. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's a really solid. And also, like I said, it's you can now get the whole thing for, like, 30 bucks. It's a pretty solid deal. Um, well, so, yeah. With... That concludes our unsponsored advertisement. <laughs> For yeah, Dying Light 1. and Yeah, we just decided to get on here and just shield this game because we really like I it. I was so glad someone else that I know that like is willing to do a podcast likes it because yeah. I, my buddy and I have played it for, God, you know, I think we got it again in 2017, so five years now. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to talk about it, but, you know, it's it's I don't want to do a solo episode about it. There's too much to talk about mm-hmm. to do it by myself and... Uh, yeah, this was like, yeah. hey, we both like this. Let's. This is the exact opposite of her Sword and Shield episode, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is still by far my most downloaded episode ever. It's insane how much that episode was well received. Uh, <laughs> that that was the saltiest episode. But this one, this one is from our hearts. This is. Yeah, I was gonna say. Have, wait, have you played Pokemon Legends Arceus? I haven't. My my. Uh, okay. We were watching your video today. Now my kids really I, want it. I was gonna say. Um... <laughs> if 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 we wanted a whole yin yang situation, uh, if Pokemon Sword and Shield is the unfettered hate, uh, Legends Arceus is un- uh, like surprisingly unfettered enjoyment. Like it's it's just nice. It's actually good. Um, and it, it hey, it's crazy, but it's sort of nice to feel good things sometimes and like appreciate things, yeah. which is crazy. Like, you know we're allowed to be happy. It's fucked up, right? <laughs> it's it's weird. so fucking weird. I actually side note uh, on. Uh, new medicine that uh 
makes me not feel anxiety sometimes, and that's fucking weird. Like, apparently, you can exist and not be anxious about stuff. Didn't know. <laughs> and, Dude, the guy on the anti in Nice. <laughs> um, well, with that that being said, uh, um, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, you know, I'm just doing my usual. Like, like I guess you alluded to it. I, I released a new video on uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's a, it's a big 40-minute video with a lot of dumb memes. And uh, so you can check that out if you want. I've been working on my new side channel, uh, Consume Content. It's a bit more experimental. I just sort of talk about media. If wh- whoever you are out there, you're listening and you like me talking about the, a game, you might hear like hearing me talk about a movie or a video or a movie or a TV show. I don't really talk about video games up there because I already have the main channel. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. Uh, I also want to I want to point out with your uh, with both your channels that mm-hmm. you are one of the most intelligent and I think like sneak. I don't know, I'm trying to think of a way to put this. Not only intelligent, but, like, your humor is so subtle, and, like, it, sometimes it can be... Mis- like, you're really, really, really funny in such a subtle way, and I <laughs> love it. Like, uh, for, like oh. in the Minus World uh, um, uh, Mario Party episodes, I feel like like they miss your joke sometimes, but I'm like, oh, I get, what deep- I get the deep head <laughs> joke there. I, I am with them on that. Uh, there's a part of me I just like making jokes that one person background will go <laughs> I get it <laughs> it's like yeah now you know cause I, yeah I, I do like that I like doing that, that that's the rule that. of uh, improv is like you, you play to your strengths even if only one person you know in the audience is getting it you gotta play to your strengths and uh, uh, so, and so I, I do really appreciate it and so if you check out both his channels uh, like you said if, if you like hearing him talk about stuff and he's again very very smart so not only you're gonna be entertained you're gonna probably oh, learn thanks. something i'm glad my paypal went through so that <laughs> you would, my bribe uh is, is getting its money's worth but no this for episode real. is brought to you by d-pad gamer <laughs> um for me uh damage Roos pod on twitter uh i have a patreon now um damage nice. podcast uh go every single cent goes towards hosting fees and uh hopefully at some point uh upgrading equipment so we can do more and having more time oh yeah to make you know like i said i want to get to the point where we are editing in uh more things like parts from games but Mm -hmm. uh i currently don't pay the person who edits they do it out of the kindness (laughs) of their heart so i'm not going to ask them to do more than what they do and they're very uh ryan you're awesome love you buddy uh, so, you know, all that will eventually go to making this bigger and better. And Damage Boost podcast on TikTok and on Twitch. And with that being said, any party shots before we go about the game or anything else? Um, for, 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 so, for someone named Kyle Crane, he sure doesn't like walking across one. But I'm he complains about it and, uh, after he says i ran high school track that's why i'm good at parkour <laughs> yeah. sorry i just i tried pulling something out of my ass okay that's about it well i would say like with the name of kyle crane he really lifts up the story oh know. there we go with that being said everybody be good people